Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 140. World Cup fever is upon us and England name a second 15 to face Wales on Sunday. And it still looks pretty useful. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, It is a big week and it's only going to get bigger over the course of the next few. So joining me as always is Mr Wood. Hello, sir. Sorry, that's... um, I'm not entirely sure what that means. I think it's a greeting. There's a problem with going out with a 21-year-old. Yeah, I did just use that to mention that. Um, But it's... uh, I, I, I speak quite street now. Mm, okay. Just let's, just to pre warn you. Let's that. avoid the street talk on the pod because no one wants to hear that. It's the only word I knew anyway, so don't worry. Excellent. Um Dan, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh before we get on to the obvious, which is which is the team, uh a couple of comments, reviews. Um the first one comes in the form of an email. Uh it was sent to us by who was it sent us to this? It was David Stockwell. We've heard from David before. Um, but this is exactly why we like you guys getting in touch because I hadn't seen this at this point and he wanted us to know had we seen this it's the fact that Christian Wade who as we know moved from rugby to NFL has just scored a 60 not just like this minute but you know 65 yard touchdown with his first touch uh, of the ball in his first ever NFL match so how is that for uh, you know putting two fingers up to his critics and, and you know those that wouldn't select him uh, and I watched the video. It did look fairly, uh, fairly tidy. So, the, so the problem with this is people can get sort of carried away. I didn't realise it was first touch. That's awesome. People can get carried away, and I want to try and avoid that. But I think what that tells us is uh, rugby is better than American football, and every rugby player is twice the sportsman that every American footballer is. Is I that mean, about right? I think that pretty much is what the message was. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what it says. Uh, did you see it? Yeah, it was awesome. It was, that, it was he's, very uh, cool. he's not so, lost any of his talent, has he? Yeah, I think the I think the key thing here is that you know there was a lot of people saying, you know, he's moved to and particularly actually over in the states, saying, you know, he can't make it in rugby, so he's come here thinking he can make it in American football. Well, he has. Uh, so yeah, great great start, and uh, I'm really pleased for him. And let's as uh, as David said, let's just hope we don't look slow in the midfield throughout the World Cup. Uh, yeah, because, uh, because yeah, that potentially was one that got away. But uh, anyway, um, you know, he's he's earning a packet doing that, and uh, I'm sure he's quite happy with the move he made. Um, we've also had a uh, it's a I guess a repeat review. Um, it's always nice when when people get back in touch with us. Uh, but uh, the five stars remain, and I won't read the whole thing out. It's quite a long one. It's, it's great that we get these, but um, the general uh, idea here is he wants to talk about the back row, um, and basically. He wants to know if we think Mark Wilson is a shoo-in. Uh, you know, is his um, ticket already booked? Oh, interesting. I'm I'm going to start with yes because he's basically saying you know Brad Shields obviously is injured. He's been this is a few days old, so there's been an update to a lot of things going on. But Brad Shields being injured, being sent home when it felt that Eddie was pretty much you know Brad Shields was a, was a shoo-in because Eddie seems to love him. Obviously, that's not an option anymore. Uh, or so we think. Um, and yeah, with the way Mark Wilson's been playing, the fact that he was player of the tournament for the uh, the Quilter Internationals, 
2018-19, which I didn't know, but um, I should probably should have done if that was if that's the case. And a runner-up in England Player of the Year. Um, Does that yeah? Does that ensure his his boarding pass? Yeah, I I, because he's got um, although because it's something I want to chat about, like what you've been shouting for for ages for back row setup as it is. But Mark Wilson's got a different game to really anyone else, so. I, I can't see him not being on the plane. Yeah. I can't imagine a scenario where he's not there. So I would say, yes, he's 100% guaranteed a spot. The thing about Mark Wilson as well is, even though in his head, despite what he's saying, he probably knows he's guaranteed a spot, I get the impression he's not the sort of character to ease off anything. So he will still like give it his all. I, I'm sure that's not in doubt by anyone, but... Um, He's on the plane. Yeah, he is. I agree. I agree. I think I think he's been he's been awesome for England since since his first cap. Um, so yeah, I think I think for me that it's never been any doubt. He's always going. And like you say, depending on on how England chooses to uh, to set up their back row, he offers something different to anybody else. Um, and you you need options in a World Cup because it's a lot of games and you know, they're all different. So. Um, you've got to have someone like a Mark Wilson there, um, and you know, it's it's yeah, it's not even a question for me. He's he's a hundred percent one of the thirty-one. Um, so, 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 sorry, mate. Sorry, jumping. So the thing with Mark Wilson, that I like Mark Wilson also is hard as nails. Like that guy is tough. What was the name of that Welsh clown who got bit by the lion? I can't remember his name. If that was Mark Wilson, Mark Wilson rather than struck it would have headbutted the lion. Bit, the bit guy. Yeah, just bit it back. Just be like, all right, mate, let's go. Uh, the guy is so... I, I want him on the plane. I want him there. I think he adds a lot. Well, I think it's been decided, Dan. I think we've, we've made our decisions. And clearly, because of what we're going to talk about in a moment, someone is listening to us. So, uh, yeah, he, he's there. He's going. You know, Do not panic if you're a Mark Wilson fan and you had any concerns. Um but uh, yeah, so this was from uh, Andy from Newcastle, a very excited and biased Falcons fan. Come on, England. Keep up the good work and keep the faith. We always do. Uh, we always do. So, um, yeah, the, the main thing we're, we're here to talk about today, of course, is this team that's been announced. Now, we had discussed this in the in the last couple of weeks. We talked about, you know, I'd asked you on, on a number of occasions, what sort of team is he going to play against Wales at Twickenham? And you were absolutely right you you were adamant <laughs> first team uh you know the best team he's got um you know really really sort of set out a a bit of a sort of marker mate th- this is the first team i have Piers <laughs> really? francis starting every day of the week especially ahead of farrell yeah and willie so, hines as vice captain of course yeah, I mean that that makes sense. And why would you not be vice captain on your debut? Exactly, exactly. Okay, let, let, well, let's turn to the team because um, I would say it's come as a bit of a surprise, but I don't hate it. Um, I even at yeah. Twickenham, you know, even despite everything you were saying in the last few episodes about how we have to set out this marker and stuff. And do you know what I particularly like about this um, is that Wales are playing a tried and tested. They they are going for you know, a, a kind of a, a, a top team. Yeah. So it, massive it, pressure on Wales because England are going into this half expected to lose. Well, you know, I would say expected to lose in, in you know, they're not going to go in themselves expecting to lose, but that's the reality, right? Uh, Wales, Wales are what, number two, favourites. Wales number Wales two has... in the world at the moment, I think on paper. 
I saw yesterday the bookies' favourites were England, which makes sense at Twickenham. But now they're seeing the team. I think that'll change, it's and got, that's not it's got to change. I think that's the right the right call in terms of the bookies. Uh, but you know, you look at what happened, I and mean, it's completely different. But you look at what happened in the Barbars game, where on paper England just looked like you know boys v men, and they were awesome. Um, you know what an upset it would be for this England team, which frankly is a second team. Um, um, are we well, saying a second? I okay, mean, well, there's look, some I tell top you, players. We, I, in there. I, I'm not saying there isn't some great players, but I'll explain why it's a second team as we go through it. So let, let's do that now. Let's just so everyone knows what we're talking about. So up front, you've got Genge, Cowan, Dickey, and Cole. Yeah, I, I think that is your second team. What you haven't right? got is Vunapola, George, and Sinclair. Yeah, so, so I agree with that. Yeah. Or, or Marla. In the second row, you've got Launchbury and Yules. You haven't got a Toje and Laws. Yeah. Cruz is on the bench. Marla, as you mentioned, he's on the bench. Uh, in the back row, and we'll come back to this, but you've got Curry, Underhill, Vunapola. Um, this is much more, much closer to a first team. I think Wil- Wilson, obviously, is the alternative at six. Um, but we, we, this is why we want to come back to it, but we've obviously been talking a lot about wanting to see Curry and Underhill together. So really happy to see what, you know, how that looks. Um, you've then got Hines and Ford at 9-10 instead of Youngs and Farrell. Yeah. You've then got Watson at 11 instead of May. You've got Francis at 12 instead of Tuolagi. Slade at 13, probably the right call, but for the sake of argument, we'll say instead of Joseph. You've got McConaughey at 14 instead of Noel, who admittedly might might not be available, but nevertheless, we're talking first team, second team here. And Daly at 15, who is currently first choice. So as a starting 15, you've you pretty much got a second team there. Yeah, I, I get it. And actually, thinking about it, I was an idiot to say we'll put out our strongest team, because obviously the World Cup squad, is, I think it's announced on Tuesday, is it? Tomorrow. No, sorry, uh, uh, Monday, day after. Is it day after? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you, you have to play. You have to play these guys. Um, it's I, I, I like it. Like you say, you can't uh, any team. I, I was never going to be annoyed about any team because everyone needs to have the game time. I'm really excited. Which you've been shouting for the Curry Underhill. Curry Underhill. We've been we've been calling for this for some time, and this is why I mentioned that clearly someone's listening because I think Eddie just it never even occurred to him until he heard the England Rugby Pod, and he thought, oh. Oh yeah, mate. It's hello, uh, fellas. Um, so yeah, I, that's going to be an awesome one to see. I mean, it might not work. I think it will. Um, but you know, that's two two very similar, very hard working, very effective, potentially dangerous players there with big Bosch Billy uh, at the back. Um, so yeah, I think that's a that's a, an exciting looking back three, back row. Um, and although he's not on the bench on this occasion, you know, you've, you, we know we've got Wilson there as a, as a more traditional six with the choice of Curry or Underhill at seven. So yeah, that that's a good one. Obviously, there are um, there are guys on the bench. Is, it, is Lewis Ludlam back row? I think he is, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So you know, he's he's going to get a shot off the bench um, to see how he gets on. Um, Willie Hines, I mentioned at the beginning, Willie Hines as vice-captain. I find this a little strange, particularly when George Ford is captaining the side, which is fine. He's done it before. Um, you know, he's he's the fly-half. The fly, you know, the fly-half is going to be the captain when when Farrell takes up his, his main position. Um, so that makes sense to me. Willie Hines as vice-captain doesn't at all, particularly given that, you know, he stands next to... 
forward. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like someone like Launchbury has been overlooked here. Um, I I so I think this is about. I don't think it's about uh, like having. Willie Hines is a potential vice captain for the World Cup squad. I think it's about giving him responsibility, sort of saying, if you're going to be my number two, I need you to step up and take control. Because it's a massive position. Like, yeah, if, yeah. It, if it was someone else. So I think it is about that. I When I first saw it, I was like, what the hell's the point in that? And then actually, when I thought about it, I thought, I think that might actually be a very smart move. Um, because I think Eddie's saying to him, right, here you are. I've Pro- given you your chance. Yeah, give me your lead. Give me the leadership. So that is also an interesting point because there's been a lot of chat about England's leadership. Willie Hines may have gone ahead of Ben Spencer based on those leadership credentials. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've mentioned on numerous occasions that once once players get together in the training camps, you, you just don't know what's happening in terms of how the players are gelling together. And Ben Spencer, to the rest of us, might seem like the obvious choice because he's had more opportunities. He's had more caps um he's been on the bench a lot more um and Willie Hines is is a, is kind of new and untested in an England shirt but the reality is they've had quite a lot of time together and if it's been an obvious you know if Willie Hines has looked obviously stronger um and worked well you know it, with with the rest of the guys around him then then fair enough you know I, he's not going to have been selected if he's not as good as the alternatives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so I, I'm not too upset that someone that we assumed wouldn't be there because we made the assumption based on what we've seen of these guys in in an England shirt. Yeah, the, if you look at the Premiership season, I think Willie Hines was better than Spencer in the season. Willie Hines was awesome. So I I like the fact he's there. I know, and there was an article from uh, Matt Dawson um, saying that he doesn't understand the scrum half selection. And look, let's face it, Matt Dawson may know a little bit more than me about scrum halves, but I quite like it. There's something about that that I I like. I I mean, Ben Youngs is your number one. There's not, about it. But I think Willie Hines. I personally think he has a bit more than Spencer. Uh, there, there is an argument to say that you know this this sort of taking risks, taking chances, it creates almost a, a sort of. I mean, if we if we look at Wales as an alternative, right? They've gone. I think the words used were tried and tested, right? Um, yeah. And that's and that's great. Uh, and and to be fair, you look at two thousand and three. England were tried and tested. It wasn't like they'd taken to, you know chances on unknowns. Um, they they built themselves up to a position where they went in as favourites and they delivered. Um, but part of me feels like the way the game change is changing and the way that Eddie Jones coaches and there's just, you know, looking at that game against the Barbars where you had these these kind of young lads who were given an opportunity and they really took it. I, I almost feel like having one or two of these in there with someone like a Hines with, with the, the media saying, what on earth's going on here? With Matt Dawson saying, I don't understand it. Someone explain it to me. You know, does that send a message to him? Like, right, not only do I want to win the World Cup, but I've also got something to prove. And it's just going to bring that little bit more out of him, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you. Um, it's the selection. Okay, so so let's 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 not skip around this anymore. Let's. Sorry, I've changed the tact a bit. Okay. Pierce Francis, talk to me. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm. I've never really rated Pierce Francis, and and he's up against Manny Tuilagi. So, what? Why is it has Ben Tio this whole? Ben Tio being sent away, it, it, does that mean he's less likely to go 
Like being... I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I would say yes. I think being sent away at this stage, rather than just not being selected for the team, that's got to be uh, that's got to be a message. I don't know why you would send someone away if you were planning to keep them around. Um, and I don't really get that because I feel like you know, if if having you know your your sort of your bosh man in a tuilagi with a with a you know a kind of quickie outside him in Slade is what works, then surely you want to have the ability to replace Tuilagi like for like, which you're clearly not getting with Piers Francis. Um, you have got Joe Marchant on the bench here, so maybe... Yeah, but Marchant's a 13. Yeah, but... but yeah, and a is, fairly consistent 13. But is 12, I mean, 13 that rigid? If you're, you know, if you're looking I, I to think play... so. I think defensively 13 is, is, a, is a very tough position. I think it's a shootout between... If I'm honest, I think it's a shootout between March and, and Slade. You reckon? What about jo- Jonathan Joseph? Well, I think JJ might already be on the plane. Oh, really? Is, I I think I just have on nothing form. to back this up, but okay. No, just, I, I, just based on your on your kind of history of successfully calling things like England are going to put out their first team. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so, so what what was the thing? Hear me? I don't know. Uh, hear me now. Believe me now. Believe me later. I think yeah, we've that, stolen it from. From uh, JB, yeah, it's but it's it's interesting. I think I think JJ might have booked his place, and I think it's just shout out to Marchant and Slade. So the only my only thinking of Francis is he offers a different option at twelve. Is that what Eddie wants? But that's a completely different game. I mean, is he, I, I is he ten cover? No. So I uh, yeah I, I it's it's probably the one name looking down that uh, team sheet. To me, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, McConaughey has obviously had a, a great season. We don't know him as an England player, and um, he's obviously only just switched to um, to rugby union. Um, but he's had a good season, and obviously, with the news that Noel may not be available, and we already know that. Um, uh, mate, mate, don't even say that. Don't even say that. That that's not an acceptable outcome. Oh, he he's so he's he's he is now. Training again though, Jack. Knight. Yeah, I... he's not. He's not still injured. He's he's now in training. He's been given the kind of the all clear to start training again. It's now a question of can he get to to the right fitness levels in time. I would have said so. There's quite a, you know there's still a good you know if he's in training there's still a good few weeks to go. So I yeah I don't, I'm not really sure. I wonder whether that's a little bit of kind of media mind games get people focusing on oh no what are we going to do without Jack Knoll. And then deliver a second team to play Wales at Twickenham in a World Cup warm-up game. Yeah, it's, it, because when they're saying World Cup, like you, you, that would suggest he's no way going to be ready for next week. But it wouldn't surprise me. Well, if when he I was, first like, read it, so. I assumed that he'd gone and had his little review, uh, you know, his post-surgical review, and they'd said it's not, it's not done what we hoped it had done, and, you, and effectively he was still injured. But I, I believe he's back training again. So who knows? Of course he's going to go, but if by some horrible, not miracle, what's the opposite of a miracle, Dan? Bad luck. Bad thing. By some bad thing. Uh, if he Naughty. Can't, yeah. If he can't go, then, you know, who, who's next in line? Um, and obviously Ashton's already ruled himself out. Um, you'd, you'd have had him, you know, close by. So... You know, you then say, okay, well, let's have a look at McConaughey. Let's see see how he does in an England shirt. You know, May we we know is on is on the team sheet, or he's on the plane. Of course, he is. Yeah. So we don't need to see him this weekend. Um, and then obviously you've got Cochrane Seager, 
he's on the bench this weekend, so we're going to see him, um, and we want to see more of him. You know, he's a, he's another one who's like it's a little bit like the Wilson thing. It's it's he's so different. No one else in the England setup is like him on the wing. You got to have him there. You got to have that option. Yeah, I. It's interesting, McConaughey. I I'm really looking forward to watching play. I know nothing about this guy. I've seen him a couple of times, but. Uh, in highlights. I've not mm. seen a full match of him play. I'm really looking forward to seeing him play, actually. Um, do we think he's... Yeah, but like you say, do we, do we realistically think he's got a chance? No, because we know that Jack Knoll's going to be uh, fit and healthy and and he's going to have that spot. And I think you're going to have May, Knoll, Cockenasiga, Watson, Daly as your five back three guys that you take. I reckon. Yeah, I... I, I, I agree with that. And I don't think that's a I, I don't think that's a particularly difficult decision. No, but but if Noel but if Noel can't go, the question then becomes do you take McConaughey in place of Noel or do you take, you know, someone who hasn't been training with the squad but has a bit more experience? I think Mike Brown comes back into the equation at that point. You think? I think so because except, um, Noel, except Mike Brown, you effectively you've got Daly and Watson covering fullback, and I know Noel officially can cover fullback, but do you want to bring in someone who, let's be honest, is an out-and-out fullback, or do you want the raw gas? I think in the World yeah. Cup you need that gas. I'm not sure, Brown. I, I think if Noel's not available, depending on what happens this weekend, if McConaughey has an absolute shocker, then maybe not. But if he plays like he's been playing this season, by all accounts, then then maybe maybe this is is an op- is a serious opportunity to make himself next in line. And then it comes down to, you know, will he, won't he for Jack Noel? And, um, and that's what decides it. And Maybe Christian Wade. Maybe Christian Wade comes back, exactly. You wouldn't put it past Eddie. So my next question for you then is, Daly, obviously, Eddie is Eddie's man at 15. But before, da- before Daly came along, Watson was Eddie's man at 15. Before, and then he got injured, which obviously opened the door for uh... Daly. Do we... Watson's obviously been selected at 11. Is Eddie looking at him as a winger or is he looking at him as a second fullback? And a also, winger. would you would you rather see Watson on, at fullback and Daly on the wing? So if everybody's playing to top form, my back three is Daly, Watson and May. Daly at fullback. Okay. If everyone's playing to top form. What, I Noel think... on the bench? Oh, holy hmm. crap. I yeah, think, Noel on the bench. I, I really? just think Noel, I think he's a great finisher. I think the impact he adds is huge. Um, So, oh, that's a good point, though. Do you want Noel on the bench to start with? Yeah, I'm going to go Daily Watson May um, with Noel on the bench if everybody's fully fit and has been playing to their best. And then in the centres, if fully fit, would you go Tulangi Joseph or would you go Tulangi Slade? I'd, I'm going Tulangi Slade. Because of what we saw... The, you know, in in the last series of outings from from England, or because of form at the end of the season, uh, because he's beautiful, <laughs> um, so uh, uh, because of a bit of everything. I think he's had an absolutely amazing season for Exeter. I think in the Six Nations he was great for England. I think him and Tuolagi work well. Um, I think he what he offers. I doubt, he's not as quite slight a foot as uh, Joseph, but I think what he offers from distribution hmm. uh, just puts him ahead of Joseph for me. Okay, so jump, we're jumping around a bit here, but going back to the back row, uh, obviously we, we're looking forward to seeing Curry Underhill 6-7, and we know 
that they both cover seven in the, you know if if you're going for a more traditional looking back row. We still have this issue of one of our most injury prone players of of the past few years is also a world class number eight and seemingly the only serious number eight contender that we have in the entire setup. <laughs> Is this a worry? Should we be concerned that not uh, only I, is he our only number eight, but he's also he's playing in this game, you know, this sort of second team game that you know he could very easily they could have very easily rested Billy for this one, given who else they're resting. I I don't think I think you need to I I don't think you can worry about injuries. I I think you need to pick the team based upon what you think will work. And actually, I think. Billy at eight with Curran Underhill is a great call. What the only thing that worries me is not this game, is we effectively, and we've we've talked about this a bit. If we've we've got Tonga USA first, which we win, then we're effectively playing knockout rugby. Argentina, France, quarters, semis, finals. So we have to win five big matches in a row to win this World Cup, which of course we will. But Billy can't. I don't think Billy can play five big matches in a row. Well, he has I don't to. Think it, well, d- does he have? What to? are you talking I about? Mean, he can't. Of course, he can. It's Billy, mate. He, oh, he can. Of course, he can. But that's the thing. I, I think we we are we're missing an eight um, because it is five big matches in a row where you have to put out top teams. Yeah, I mean Wilson can can play eight. Where it's it's where he first. Kind of, you know, I think his first cap for England, he went, he he was an eight. Um, we know he's great at six, and and it's good to have him there. But if you want to go Curry, if if Curry Underhill six seven works, maybe Wilson is there. You, you know, pr- provides cover for Billy at eight. I think you lack a lot of carrying capability, though. Well, you you do. You've got to have to change things up. But I suppose I suppose in that situation, you're saying to your Vunapolas, your Georges, your Sinclairs, your Togies, your Lawses. <laughs> Uh, you guys in the front five do the carrying because the back three are going to be doing the workhorse stuff. I, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I'm because worried. we don't what, have... What, 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 sorry, what the fuck is Delalio up to? Can someone give him a call? Tell him, get his boots out. I think you, you, need, to, you need to let 2003 go, Dan. All right, Dean Richards. It's 2019. <laughs> it's the next, I, I, will nev- it, I will never let 2003 go. It's the next go. time that we're going to win the World Cup. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent, but I'm still never letting 2003 go. Okay, but yes, we are short a number eight, or at least an out-and-out number eight. But you know, the only options we've ever really seen under Eddie Jones was Nathan Hughes, and I, I've I've said for Sam, a long time. Sam Simmons. He's been yeah, injured for so long now. It's, that it's it is. injuries an issue, and also he's not. I know he plays number eight, but it's a, he's a different type of number eight. I don't know. Maybe that's. I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, you know, we've obviously looked at um, what's his name as well, Bath. Uh, but youngster, um, I've got I've got his name, but I want I want you to come. I to can't you. remember it, so you'll have to say Zach, Zach Mercer. Zach Mercer, that's it. Uh, correct. Yeah, I think correct, Dan. Brilliant. Yeah, um, thanks, mate. So yeah, we have seen others, but none of them really feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Sam. Maybe maybe it's just we've. Um, you know, maybe Sam Simmons is a late call up. I I don't know. Uh, it seems unlikely given that he hasn't been involved to this point. He just got injured at the wrong time, didn't he? Yeah, he really did. And he was out for so long that I, I get why he wasn't picked. But it is a shame because he he is a great carrying eight. I, I think without Billy, we do lose quite a bit of that go forward. Fair enough, you've still got players in those forwards who can carry hard. But 
I think maybe you just they, they, you know it's game. Maybe this is something they've been working on in training. Maybe it's just you know that they've got a, a a sort of you know what a what if scenario. If Billy goes down, we don't have a an out and out eight to come to come in as a like for like. What's what's our position? And maybe that's why we want to. They're trying Curry Underhill because maybe they're thinking Wilson steps in at eight. You have Curry Underhill six seven and things get switched around a little bit in terms of what people's responsibilities are and those and the front five become much more responsible for doing the carrying to let six seven and eight do their kind of workhorse stuff I, it, that to me looks like it's the you know one of the more obvious uh, solutions in that scenario but um i you know we just got to armor plate billy and make sure that um, the only people getting injured uh, when he gets tackled as the tackler yeah, it's yeah. We 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 need Billy. Like Billy, Billy is massive, integral, and and Billy to me, it, is he beautiful? He's fine. He, he's no, no, God no, you've seen him. Um, he's he's had his um, he's had his injuries. He's now going to come through, and he's going to be one of, if not the best player at the World Cup. Um, I thought that was going to be Don Brandt. No, Don Don Brandt's going to be the find of the find okay. of the World Cup, but, he's but been Billy's going to be. Going to be best player. Well, it's Eddie. Eddie mind games. Mind games. Oh, I see. I see. You'd have thought that. Uh, I, yeah, I'm surprised actually that he didn't get a call up here. Yeah, I am a little bit. Because actually, you know, I know you've just said we need Billy and you want to see Curry Underhill, Vanapola, but actually, you could have had Don Brown today in this game, given given the kind of the setup of the rest of it, and see how and, that goes and see what that option looks like. And I think Don Brandt's another like his carrying's good, and that's another carrying sort of capability yeah. we lost, which is why I was surprised that he um he wasn't given at least a game time. Important um, to remember, we're announcing the team, or we're not announcing it, uh, we've offered, but they said no. Um, Eddie is announcing the team on Monday. However, we don't have to confirm our World Cup selection until I think the 8th of September. So I, I don't really know why the team, you know, the 31-man squad is being announced on Monday if actually the... 31-man squads being confirmed on the 8th of September. But, you know, changes basically can still happen. So it's a bit... Maybe it's just about trying to create more of a buzz. Um, but, yeah, changes can still be made. So so I, for, for those that are looking at this going, it's all well and good saying you want to see how these players can play, but, you know, you've got to, make, you've got to select your team the day after and what are you going to do about the ones that you're not sure about or rather the ones that you think you're sure about and then changes happen. It can still change. It can still... Uh, they can still try people out. Um, in other warm-up games, and I suspect, looking at what Eddie's done this time around, given what uh, what you thought was going to happen, Dan, I think it's safe to say that um, he's still got a few tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, do, do you know what I'm? I'm quite excited about this match. I'm quite excited to see some of them play. I. It's it's going to be. I, I want to see the, the condition, and how fit they are, because Wales are claiming to be the fittest team in the world. And they're claiming to do that. So I, that'll be interesting to start. Wales are put out a full team. Are they claiming to be the fittest team in the world or just saying that that's what they need to be? Is it come out uh, more recently that they're saying that they think they're fitter than everyone else? I mean, that's a big call. when you're. But not... Whatever makes them sound worse. Okay, yeah, they definitely said that they are the fittest mm-hmm. team in the world. Um, I've, I've, I, In fairness, I don't know exactly. I think they said that they are going to turn up the World Cup as the fittest team in the world. I think they made that claim. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm going to own it. Wales said they're the fittest team in the world and they could outrun every other team. Um, so it'll be interesting to see our guys against them. Um, 
Who else? Cowan Dickey. I want to see how he gets on. And Genj. I'm looking forward to seeing Genj. Yeah, so, well, obviously, yeah, I didn't go through the, the, the bench, but Singleton, um, Marler, and Harry Williams um, are, are the kind of replacement front row. Not kind of, they are the replacement front row. Then you've got Cruz and Ludlam uh, replacing, sorry, Cruz replacing second row, uh, Ludlam replacing back row. Youngs is obviously there in case uh, this little gamble doesn't uh, doesn't pay off with Willie Hines. Um, and then Marchant will presumably come on. You said 13, so I guess yeah, he comes on for Slade at some point. Um, yeah. Maybe Slade moves to 12, or, or maybe Eddie continues to love Francis too much. Um, and Cochinacega will be an interesting one. And I suspect he will come on for McConaughey, um, unless Watson's having a, either a bad game or has been brilliant and Eddie's seen enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think he might come on for Watson. I think McConaughey. I think he wants to give McConaughey as much game time as possible, which means a hundred percent it'll come on for McConaughey. Yeah, um, of course. Or, or maybe Daly goes off. Watson moves to fullback because he wants to be able to. He wants to see him in in, in a, a, an England shirt at fullback. Daly's a known entity, so Watson moves to fullback to te- to test him in that position at half time. Cockenhaseger comes on uh, f- for Watson, and Daly's the one that actually takes a, a step back because. You know, really, you'd have expected to see Daly in the right-hand column, the one that the, the kind of the first-team alternative. So, it's it, do you know what? There's a lot of different variables that you don't really think about until you see until you see a team on the team sheet. Yeah, but I think um, this the, the bottom line: this puts Wales under huge amounts of pressure, right? Yes, they're coming to to, to HQ, but you know they're coming in as the you know the second best team in the world on paper. Uh, I think they are, aren't they? Uh, they're second best team. Yeah, yeah they're ranked number two. Ranked rank number two in the world. Um, in a game that against an England first team would have just been a massive test, and they've put out, you know, their number one side, and England and England have responded by putting out their second string team at HQ, and so now the expectation is Wales win, and if they don't win. <laughs> Four weeks out from a three weeks out from a World Cup, four weeks out from a World Cup against an England second team, that's huge. And and you know potentially the the kind of the psychological damage that could do for them. It'll it'll be a really interesting one. I, I I'm sure this is the sort of thing Eddie's going to be chatting to them about in the in the dressing room. Uh, yeah, I think the only thing I'd say about that is I don't know how much impact that has for us. I don't really see a scenario where we meet Wales in this World Cup but it's not even necessarily about what happens if England play Wales it's you're going into a World Cup number two in the world and you've just been beaten by your biggest rivals second team oh oh, completely and and that yeah I, I completely agree with the sentiment but I'm not sure how much Eddie will care about it I'm not sure how much he'll sort of focus on the team I don't think he'll care whether I, I think I think you're underestimating the rivalry. No, oh, I, no England I want, team. Wants... I want Wales. I want Wales to go and crushed. I want. I want to see Alan Wynne Jones walk onto a pitch in the first match, shaking like a shitting dog. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I <laughs> shaking like a shitting dog. Uh, <laughs> heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, that, that. That that would be ideal, but it will be. It will be interesting. I. I want to see the type of rugby we're looking to play as well because I think we're looking to play quick rugby. Is this the best? Yeah, maybe. 
Well, it'll be interesting. Guys, some, someone out there will be sitting listening to this going, what are you talking about? You don't know how we meet Wales. We're currently most likely to the final or something. Let us know. Uh, well, we, we can find out for ourselves, of course. <laughs> Stop being lazy. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone does know... We'll call that plan B. T- tell us where we, where we most likely meet Wales. No doubt it will be in one of the early knockout stages and they'll have the opportunity to ruin our party and that's how they'll see it. Um, and that way we can, we can back up this uh, theory that um, causing Wales problems on Sunday... Uh, is going to be a psychological blow. I mean, we'll see what happens as well in a week's time when we go when we go to Cardiff. We yeah, play, play, be play another, so, play a third a third team in, in Cardiff and win that one too. Well, I've, I mean, I've said all along in Cardiff we're going to put out our strongest team. Of course, so. that's what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I think is going to I mean, happen. Okay, so so j- joking aside, will we? I think so. You think he'll I switch think it up and, and play? You've, you've named your World Cup squad. Plays eighteen um, in Cardiff. Yeah, I. I and do you think, think that again? Do you think there's a psychological thing about that? It's like, well, we're away from home against the second best team in the world, so losing is not so much of a of a of a, an issue. Whereas if we played our A team at home and we lost, then it's it's more of a problem. Like, do you think there's an element of that, even if it's subconscious? Yeah, but I mean, possibly it's it's hard to know. I I think there's, I think there's also building excuses. So Eddie can put like a lesser team at Twickenham and be like, well, it's not our first team, and then he can put a strong team going down to Cardiff and say, well, you know, Cardiff is so hard to win at. So, and there might be a sort of psychological side from an England point of view, being like, hey, look, don't worry. You did that's all right, I'm... Cardiff is... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's exactly what I mean. That, that's exactly what I mean. Like, is he is he kind of creating these scenarios by in the way he's picking his teams to almost... It sounds awful to say it, but to have an excuse if things don't go to plan. And, and not for the media and for us as the fans, but for the players so that they don't... So their heads don't go down in the if, you know, in worst-case scenario. And he can keep them kind of G'd up, ready for the, for the actual tournament. So I would... I would suggest that that has definitely been part of a conversation at some point even behind closed doors amongst very few people i would imagine definitely very few people i don't think this is something that they're going to openly say to the players in advance Uh, but i think but i think you know i it'll be very interesting interesting to see how these guys get on um it despite it being a second team you look down the team sheet and there's still you know really strong players in key positions and i think you know this team has every opportunity to um, to cause what I think would be an upset um, by beating you know Wales first fifteen tried and tested. It's a good Welsh team, isn't it? Mm. It's a very good Welsh team, and and a lot of cats. Something that that's one one area that England obviously have. I think we've got about um, six between the whole team. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, I mean, our our vice captain is uncapped, so that's always good. Yeah, that's. Uh, George Ford is captain, I find. Oh, well, I think he's one of the vice captains anyway, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, George Ford has, has, has... George Ford is like the go-to second team captain. You know, you look at what the... the he, he captained England in Argentina during the Lions tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, I think he is, he, you know, he is a, a vice captain and I think he is the go-to, um, you know, when Farrell's not around. So that, that's happened on multiple time, multiple occasions. And it kind of makes sense, you know. Your captain is is always kind of calling the shots from the same part of the pitch. So, Do you reckon Eddie calls him Owen B? Probably, or, yeah. Or Owen two. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, Eddie, it's George. Uh, shut up, OMB. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe. It might happen. Um, or, or he says 40. 40? I, I don't know why he's Indian. Um, so, mate, this is going to be good. Unfortunately, though, which we so let listen to, unfortunately, we can't do a live pod for this game because, unfortunately, I um, have to work the orphanage I've set up. Uh, needs my help. And then I've got yeah, astronauts needs, at school needs straight cleaning, after. Needs cleaning and the staff coffees are not going to make themselves. Exactly. And then, uh, obviously, astronaut school. Followed by, um, well, I don't know, really, followed by uh, Disney the point, World. The point is, Dan has let everybody down and we will not be doing a live episode for this. But we're going to work on his schedule and we're going to try and make sure this sort of thing doesn't happen again. Um, so, yeah, we, we will do a full analysis um, probably, and we'll try, we'll, try, we'll try and get it on Monday. So get an early episode out, get it as soon after as possible. So you'll only ever have you know hopefully less than 24 hours to wait to hear our thoughts but yeah we won't be able to get our um our typical semi-live episode this week as promised but um, we will endeavor not to make this uh, a regular thing um and yeah i i guess because it's the the nature of this game that the fact that it's a second team the fact that england are going into it as underdogs maybe it's not so much of a a problem that we're not doing the live one this time around but um yeah mate i need you to do me a favor don't Text me or anything like before kickoff. Let's let's go for it. We'll end up probably chatting for about four hours. But during the game, I'm recording it. As soon as I finish, I'm going. I'm watching it. So do not message me scores, results. Although within about ten minutes of the kicking off, I know I'll message you going, mate. What's going on? Yeah, and but, I think yeah, I think but, if if our listeners want me to ruin your day by telling you what's going on, I think it, you know it would be right for me to do what they want. So maybe you guys, you guys let let me know. Should should Dan have the result ruined for him? So, in which case, I'll leave my phone at home, unless, of course, the missus is here. I don't want her to see what's on it. Uh, kidding. Um, but, yeah, mate, it's a good one. I'm, I'm gutted I can't watch it. Like, I just, it never occurred to me that would be in a situation. And I literally feel like I've lost, I've lost something. I mean, a lot of respect from your, uh, from your listeners. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it hard when I get back. So hard. So hard. <laughs> I think you need to watch it on two TVs with a five-minute delay, so you're almost watching everything twice at the same time. Uh, I'm. Do you know what, mate? I'm going to do exactly that. I, but I have to go into the office. I mean, they're not going to steal from themselves, so you know, I, I need to do that. But um, yeah, let's let's um, let's get behind the boys, everyone. Boys and girls, everyone listening, um, this is it. This is the start of the road to glory. This is the start of rugby players becoming rugby legends. So it's nice, nicely put. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, and uh, and guys, as we always say, um, and we really appreciate um, those of you that that do reach out and let us know what you think. But if you get the opportunity. Particularly now, it's all all kicking off. We want as many people tuning in as possible. Get over to iTunes, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. Reach out to us, ask us questions, tell us facts, you know, inform us of things we got wrong, um, and just generally kind of get involved in the conversation because that's what this is all about. And you can do that on social media at England Rugby Pod, or you can email us englandrugbypod at gmail dot com, um, and we will obviously endeavour to respond to all of you. Um, but uh, yeah, most important. Keep spreading the word, keep tuning in, and we will catch you guys on Monday uh, to discuss what hopefully 
is uh, been a very interesting um, and hopefully upsetting game for Wales. Uh, we'll see you guys then. Thank <laughs> you.